This is best friend of the show, Monica Cabina, artist and colorist on Batman The Adventures Continue. Hey, this is Jordan Gibson, artist of Batman The Adventures Continue, and you're listening to the DCAU Review. Hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at DCAUreview.com. And on your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everyone, to another bonus episode of the DCAU Review. I am Liam, and with me, as he always is, is Cal. Cal, we've got yet another issue of Batman The Adventures Continues Season 3 to talk about today, the tie-in series to the original Batman the Animated Series and new Batman Adventures. And uh, starting here with issue 6 of Season 3, and it's uh, it's a brand new storyline that appears to be a first of three parts that will bring us to our dramatic finale of this series. That is correct. We finally have that uh, finally have that confirmed that it is indeed the series finale. I think one of the uh, at least I was suspicious because initially they talked about it being the the conclusion and I think of the original solicits for the season and then they mm-hmm. kind of didn't mention it anymore after that and there was some talk with Alan Burnett and Paul Dini in an interview about doing some extra stuff some follow up on some of those threads that they didn't uh, didn't necessarily wrap up in the uh in the first season so but uh, yeah we uh, did get one of the solicits confirmed uh, sadly we are uh, the final countdown has begun here as we uh, we kick things off with our final three issues with the offer part another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One. And uh, of course, before we get into our discussion, a quick reminder that uh, this episode is brought to you by the Pod Tower YouTube channel. Head over to youtube.com slash the Pod Tower today, and uh, you can check out a boatload of podcasts. If you're into podcasts that discuss DC animation or D- specifically the DC animated universe, then uh, this channel is the right one for you because it's got not only the entire Tim Talk, named after Bruce Tim himself, uh, the entire catalog for Tim Talk, where they talked about the entire DCAU run and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but it's also got the ongoing Bat uh, Jump on the Batwagon podcast uh, from Watchtower Database, and it's got our podcast as well, including all previous bonus episodes where we discuss the not only Batman: The Adventures Continue, but uh, also the the Justice League Infinity tie-in. So lots of good stuff over there. We invite you to head over to YouTube.com/slash The Pod Tower and subscribe today. But uh, Liam, before we get into our kickoff, uh, just the kind of our synopsis of the uh, the issue, a quick reminder, this, of course, is written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, uh, mm-hmm. returning our artists for this issue, the great Ty Templeton and best friend of the show, Monica Kubina, artist and uh, colorist, respectively. And then we had Josh Reed as our letterer, and we have uh, quite a few different covers that we'll talk about when we get to the end, and Andrew Marino our editor for the issue. That's right, Cal. So uh, we kick things off seemingly 
in the middle of a battle as Batman, Robin, and Batgirl are tangling with Man Bat, a character we did not ever get to see in the new Batman adventures, although he did appear in a few uh, issues of the original tie-in comics, uh, Gotham Adventures. But uh, we uh, we quickly revealed that uh, that Bruce is actually watching some old news footage on on his phone of a, of a fight between the three and Man Bat that took place months ago. We get a little bit of narration and exposition from Tim. And as, as we sort of pull out from the footage to the phone, we see that Bruce and Tim are, they're taking a vacation. They're out on a, on a, on a private resort that apparently Bruce Wayne owns, though he he's quick to point out that it's, it's really just Wayne enterprise owns it. And he signs, he signs the checks, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, Bruce is of course, very restless. And then Tim mentions there hasn't been, really any big crime or any big issues in Gotham and going on four months ever since they took down the Joker at the end of the last issue, no breakouts from Arkham or any sort of super heroics so much so that, uh, that Bruce and Tim are forced to actually take a break and, uh, and relax. And, and Tim's very much enjoying himself, enjoying the time off, but Bruce can't shake the feeling of course, that, uh, that something, something is about to blow and uh, as as we are there, we cut back to uh, a scene in Gotham City, in the sewers of Gotham City. We see a mysterious woman uh, running through the sewers, clearly very frantic, very panicked, as she uh, she's being chased by some uh, some some men with swords. We don't quite see exactly what's going on, but she is just barely able to elude them by escaping down further into the sewers. And uh, we cut there to not cut. It's not a cut because it's not an episode. <laughs> we do this every time. Every- uh, and then in our next sequence of panels, we see that Bruce is uh, practicing his sword skills and a, a woman in a, in a sort of protective gear, complete with mask challenges him to a duel. He's of course not that interested, but as the, the fight begins, he realizes very quickly that he knows exactly who this woman is. And it's the returning Talia Al Ghul, who, uh, who uh, uh, has a sort of proposition for him as, as he finds out they're uh, they're speaking about how, as it turns out, while, uh, while Bruce Wayne may own the resort, uh, this Island resort, it is of course the Al Ghul family who owns the Island. And she, uh, she lets, uh, she lets Bruce know that her father is actually waiting in a in a yacht just off the coast of the island and she invites bruce to to come out and see them and then take a look around and then see what's going on there and uh, we cut to this this very gritty noir evening where uh, where harvey harvey bullock and renee montoya are out on the beat sort of uh remarking to themselves about how quiet gotham's been and i love this bit where they're arguing over who's responsible <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, where Harvey of course wants wants to give all of the credit to the cops, whereas uh, whereas Montoya is uh, kind of remi- reminding him that Batman might have had something to do with that as well. But uh, Har- Harvey again mentions they haven't seen them at all, and uh, just as they're arguing, the mysterious woman breaks uh, breaks out of a manhole cover and tries to get their attention, but she is uh, unsuccessful to say the least. Yeah, she's unfortunately a victim of a uh, of police brutality. Not unintentional in this, <laughs> in this case, though, is she is hit by uh, she's hit by a car, uh, un- unfortunately, in the rain because she popped out of a manhole um, kind of kind of suddenly. So I don't think they were expecting to see her there. Uh, maybe just police negligence in this case uh, would be the uh, the you know because uh, 
because Montoya and, and Harvey Bullock were too too busy talking to each other to to see that she was she was there. But uh, she did sort of jump on the the hood, also this mysterious figure. But she's pulled off and kind of pulled uh, pulled away. We still don't have a reveal on who the person is nor the assailants. But she does manage to break away. And uh, we see her hiding again, still in the shadows, in the rain, on the roof. And uh, she's uh, still still attempting to escape whoever these masked men are. We cut back to uh, to Bruce, who is uh, there at night now. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Talia had extended an offer to Bruce to come upon uh, the largest sh- ship in uh, docked. Uh, on this private resort, uh, stating that her father was there and uh, she w- that he's become more introspective and that uh, she would like for for Bruce to join her. Uh, we we cut to Tim and Bruce in their little cabana. And uh, Tim is talking about uh, just how incredible it is to be there still. He's just over the moon. It's just the little things like, I guess, coming from coming from a uh, a a life where he didn't have a lot and had to steal a lot. The idea that there's just you can order s'mores anytime you want to like it's <laughs> it blows his mind. It's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, a fish out of water type idea here, but uh, Bruce is not interested in enjoying s'mores with Tim mentioned that he's going to go windsurfing Tim immediately suspects something is up because it's 10 o'clock at night and uh and bruce kind of plays it off uh invites him to come with him but uh you know what tim wants to chill out because liam the the hotel room gets max (laughs) we learn that uh it's no longer hbo max here in in uh the dcau either it officially gets is is david zaslav canon (laughs) To the DCAU now. Good question. I I think at least to Paul Dini he is. <laughs> well, yes, we we get that brilliant bit of a uh, of corporate synergy there. Tim staying in. We think Tim's watching. Like Rick and Morty was the first one that came to mind. Maybe maybe one of those Guy Fieri shows. Yeah, I mean, now that they've taken everything off of, I don't even know what's on Max anymore. Like, what good point? What can you get on there? It's that- been a little bit uh, distributed among some of the other services now. So, yeah, there's there's less good stuff and more like reality shows <laughs> that are uh, that used to be on a different app. Maybe he's watching the it. Sex in the City reboot show. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> he's such a Samantha, after all. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the show. I just wanted to say that. Um, But anyway, yes, we (laughs) from there we got to, yes, uh, like secret agent Bruce Wayne with his night vision goggles windsurfing. This uh, is an action figure, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Ty Templeton was just like, yeah, I'm going to draw this. I'm going to draw this action figure. This is exactly what I'm doing here. If this was a pitch for Kenner, you have everything that you need here. The only thing that. I guess I guess you would probably have to include like a a cowl if you yes. were gonna if you were gonna hypothesize this to really get this to sell to a child. Yeah, you need like, the bat logo somewhere. Yeah, that would be on the giant sale. Like, yes, I made it to production. Like it would be a giant Batman and on the surfboard probably. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. windsurfer Batman, yeah, uh, standing ovation, Mister Templeton. Great job. <laughs> Absolutely. So Bruce. Uh, goes to visit this giant yacht in the harbor. He's met by a few uh, gentlemen with uh, with guns, and uh, he takes care of them pretty quickly and steals one of their jet skis. But as he's uh, as he's 
driving towards the yacht, he's sort of swallowed up in what appears to be some sort of mysterious death trap. Though, as it turns out, it's just a little little containment unit, and it uh, it's going to take Bruce, Talia, and we see Ubu uh, here as along with another another servant of Raish. And they're, uh, it's actually some sort of special connecting device that allows them to walk down to the actual secret lair, the, the yacht being just a front to a, a, a submarine underneath the city. Uh, no real world applications here to talk. Nothing, <laughs> nothing topical to mention about this. Uh, sidestep that. <laughs> billionaire in a submarine, nothing to talk about here. Uh, but yes, uh, ta- ta- <laughs> moving on. Unfortunate time. Oof. Talia, Talia, uh, Talia alerts Bruce that uh, she's left a suit for him and uh, that he shouldn't be late for dinner. So he quickly gets dressed. And uh, after a brief aside with Ubu, he makes it to dinner where he sees Raish al Ghul. And uh, Raish isn't, he's not looking exactly how you might remember him if you've only, uh, if you've only watched the original Batman, the animated series. He's sort of halfway between that batman the animated series like we'll talk maybe more about this when we get to our, our little section about art at the end but halfway between the b-tass look and how he looks at the start of the superman episode mm-hmm. um uh, the demon reborn he's got uh, he's got all he's all white now he's showing a little bit more in the way of wrinkles and uh he kind of just begins to explain to uh to bruce that uh, it's all coming to an end for him. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have that much time left. The Lazarus pits can no longer revive him, and so he's uh, he's decided he needs to make one last pitch to try to get Bruce to uh, to be with Talia and to take over his family, take over the family business, so to speak. But uh, rather than uh, you know uh, approaching him by asking him to commit genocide this time. Uh, he's actually he's come up with a seemingly a new angle to try to get Bruce on board. That's right. And uh, he mentions uh, that he wants to have a legacy now that the Lazarus pit is no longer uh, as effective anymore or has a, having zero effect on him. So he's uh, been more introspective, as his daughter mentioned to Bruce before and discussing just what his legacy will be. So uh, he reveals to Bruce that he's created this uh I guess it's Gaia grain. I don't know how you would pronounce that. G- Gaia or I assume Gaia. like Gaia, like the, uh, is it a Greek, Greek or Roman God? Goddess? Okay. Oh, that's right. The goddess of life. He does mention that. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with Gaia. Uh, uh, George Kaltsudis can, uh, can, can uh, message us and let us know whether or not uh, we pronounce that correctly since he's, since he's <laughs> a native, native speaker of Greek, but uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, Raish mentions that he has this grain again mentioned uh, named after the goddess of life and uh, that it's going to lead to life for the entire planet because it's a sustainable grain that could be grown anywhere uh, in extreme cold and extreme heat. He mentions uh, Siberian, uh, the Siberian winters and uh, the, the warm, hot sands of the Sahara. Uh, it doesn't matter. It flourishes no matter where and no matter the season. Uh, so he he talks about not only uh, is this an incredibly uh, effortlessly modified grain, uh, but uh, then he points out that it, everything that they had just dined upon was made from that very same grain. So he talks about how uh, he's basically becoming what everybody has made that 
that uh, that one meme about? Uh, I, is it Elon Musk meme or who who's the who's the it's like if this guy spent what he made in like one hour, he could feed the entire like he could end yes. <laughs> with like one 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 hundredth of his wealth or whatever it is like mm-hmm. basically decided to answer that meme and, and he's going to feed uh, all eight billion inhabitants of the world with uh, with this with this grain in order to, to restart, uh, for humankind. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's also kind of doing the thing that everyone pointed out. I guess anytime there's like this sort of a population reduction villain, mm-hmm. whether it's Raish, whether it's Thanos, where you go, well, why don't you have so much power? Why don't you just make more resources for the planet <laughs> like right and rather than killing everyone why don't you just make more make more food for for everyone why didn't he why didn't thanos just snap twice as much resources into the universe well because the story had to happen didn't it that's the honest answer because- but here yes we see <laughs> Raish, we see that with Raisha talking about this magic uh this magical grain that could be grown anywhere in the world any climate from the desert to the arctic and that's that's kind of his pitch. And uh, he, he mentions that everything they're eating and uh, and drinking fr- during their meal was made by this grain. And uh, and once again, he just sort of makes the hard pitch. And uh, speaking of hard, uh, <laughs> we cut to the bedroom. Hey, now. And uh, Talia kind of just reinforces what uh, what she wants and that the fact that that uh, that she believes in Bruce and that he could uh, that Batman has done a lot for the world, but that perhaps Bruce Wayne with his resources combined with her and her father's and this new sort of miracle miracle food, perhaps they can uh, they can do even more good for the world. They can save the entire planet in this way, and uh, they we cut away as they uh, they share. I guess this is the moment where like. Uh, where they fade to black and just imply things. <laughs> so we're, we're saved by, by the next panel down as we cut back to Gotham city. And we actually cut to, uh, to Harley and Ivy's apartment where they're just having a nice night in. And uh, as they're sort of talking, we see, we see again, this mystery woman running on top of their, the skylight of their greenhouse. And she comes crashing in. And as Harley and Ivy go over to look, they realize we find out, just who that mystery woman was it's it's Catwoman. it's selena kyle and not far behind are those mystery men that were chasing her it's not the league of assassins as one might have expected based on ration talia being in this issue it's the return of the talons and the court of owls and that's our big cliffhanger for this first chapter of this last three-part story yeah so uh i I like this as a kickoff. Uh, mm-hmm. Color me intrigued. I think uh, you know we'll see what happens. Uh, it doesn't feel like I know a lot of the big critique of the Avengers continue is is that it retcons things and you know disregards other things that happened and where does this fit and so much of it. So whether you accept it as canon or not canon is your own choice based on whatever you do. Uh, we've talked about that a lot, but um, I think this i would be i would be interested to see what if anything this may contradict uh, ultimately at least with just this part uh it's an interesting story it feels mm-hmm. um it feels interesting because you're really setting up obviously we don't we as the we as the reader don't trust Raish. uh it's very interesting to see bruce 
kind of let his guard down a little bit just in this one incident to, to believe that Raish has turned over a new leaf. And I think it's probably multiple factors, but um, it's not just the fact that Raish is saying that it, he's turning over a new leaf. He's talking about his legacy. He's not using, using the Lazarus pit anymore. He just fed Bruce this delicious meal that is this going to poison Bruce later? What, what's, mm-hmm. what's happened with this thing? We don't know. Bruce just willingly accepted food from a guy that's, been after him to kill him for years at this point okay mm-hmm. sure anyway uh but that, that kind of plays into the like the the sherlock holmes moriarty uh, uh feel of their their whole their whole aesthetic i think right like the yeah. the proper villain who's not he's not gonna he's not gonna just run out and attack you with a hammer right gonna, yeah. you know he'll, he used to be he's, he's a proper honor. gentleman he'll challenge you to a duel when the he's time comes. exactly right honorable villain that's right um but also i i like the idea that bruce is blinded in maybe some of this by his love and attraction to talia obviously like that his desire to have this relationship potentially with her is going to lead to whatever whatever happens and and just being around her and his love and care for her may end up being you know, a vulnerability in this case, because, you know, he's distracted by her or the relationship with her. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting. I'm interested to see where the Catwoman thing goes. I did not see that coming as the reveal at the end. Um, I like it. I love that we're getting uh, the, you know, the Court of Owls uh, brought back. So we're going to we're going to get some hopefully at least get a bow on one of our loose ends uh, from prior seasons before this thing wraps up. Uh, and and ultimately, uh, I think we have plenty of room for baseless specula- speculation on where different mm-hmm. things go uh, for this this issue. But uh, maybe we I guess we save that for the end after we talk about the art. But I liked it. It didn't didn't drag in, in too too many places. There's not a lot of action. Uh, we get the brief scuffle with Bruce on the the jet skis, but it is a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. kind of interspersed with those scenes with with uh, the the mysterious figure that's later revealed to be Selena. Um, so you have the intrigue in the middle of it, uh, but yeah, overall it's it's good, it's fine, it's a fine introductory piece. Um, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna end up being a, a sum of its parts i mean we're going to figure out what it what it where this goes right we're going to judge it later on based on how this story progresses and ultimately ends so yeah we'll see um but for for a kickoff i think it, it was fine you have these two threads that obviously at some point are going to cross um and you you left me intrigued as to how how they're going to fit together uh, in the next two issues that's right. After like three years of me predicting that the Court of Owls were going to come back anytime now, <laughs> uh, and and make make a make a reappearance after their their appearance in two issues of season two, we finally got it here at the end of this issue, and the 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 talents feature on the cover for next month's issue as well. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's exciting. Well, like I said, we'll get into our a little bit of a, a little bit of speculation on what could be coming next at the end, but. Uh, First, Cal, as you mentioned, we, we need to talk a little bit about the art of the issue. Uh, interiors, once again, done by the dynamic duo of Ty Templeton on pencils and inks and Monica Cabina, best friend of the show, on colors. And I I just have to say off the bat, I could not wait because I know I, Monica listens to our show sometimes, especially when we review stuff that she worked on. 
but I just like, I could not wait. I had to message her, uh, uh, this week and just let her know, like, I thought this, ep- this issue, despite the fact that there aren't like flashy action sequences is just so gorgeous. I think it's one of the best issues, maybe the best looking issues of the whole of any season of this comic. Mm-hmm. Like it's so there's so much unique stuff in it. And from especially, of course, you know, talking about colors, like from the color sequence from you, you cut from the resort in the daytime and it's all these, you know, blues and you got the sand and then you cut immediately from there, you cut to Gotham and it's this whole, it's very much, it honestly reminds me reminiscent, especially when she's out in the rain, when, when Selena's out in the rain, reminds me a lot of, of Monica's work with, uh, with other friend of the show, Jordan Gibson earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. It's, it's straight out of that original animated series, heavy shadow, you know, dark blues and purples and blacks. And, and, and you got the rain, the real, the real film noir feel to it. And then you have like, then then you cut from there back to, you know, Talia and Bruce on the beach at sunset. You have all these beautiful purples and oranges and, and, and all that. You got those hues. And then all the way to the end when they're, when they're sort of down in the deep sea and in the submarine, they, everything kind of has a little bit of like a green hue, greenish bluish hue to it as they're, as they're underwater, which I think is fantastic as well. Um, just, just fantastic job. I'm not surprisingly by our, by our two hosts. There's some, some really great, uh, great panels we can talk about. We always talk about with, with Thai style being more of a, a multi-panel kinetic with those, those brief action sequences that we get feel very, very exciting because we get so many different shots and looks and angles at the action. So I think there's a, there's a lot to like in this issue. And then uh, there's, there's one panel in particular that I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts. And then I, I want to point out is probably, I think one of the best images of the, of the whole series, but uh, just a big picture. What were your, what were your thoughts on the, uh, on the art for this month's uh, from this month's issue? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. You got a bunch of different things that you typically uh, don't necessarily uh, see in, in or haven't seen in this series. You have a beach scene, uh, not too many beaches in Gotham, <laughs> I recall. So you have this entire s- sequence that yeah, takes Metropolis has the beach. Gotham just has the, the, the forest and the, and the desert. That's right. And the farmland uh, <laughs> where, where critters takes place. And so, but yeah, no, no beaches in Gotham, but for that specifically with this with this uh, series uh, the three seasons i don't recall a beach sequence taking place so you have a, a new locale and uh you have a you, the unique thing where you you have three i wouldn't even call the third or four i guess technically i wouldn't even call the third and fourth panels uh really wouldn't really count them because of how small the images are but you, you only have batman in two of the panels the rest of the issue yeah. Hundred percent Bruce Wayne and and uh, and Tim out of costume. So um, you don't really have a lot of bright, comic-y costumes and and uh, colors to rely on. So mm-hmm. to your point, uh, the fact that I think something that Monica mentioned when she was on the show a couple of months ago was that she's really focused on on trying to make the different scenes have different feels and use different different tones and colors to really to really give different themes to different uh, to, to like when you cut to a different scene cut. We're using that again. <laughs> I'm using that again. <laughs> you move to a different sequence. Um, so from here, you, yeah, you have the beach and it's bright and the sky looks blue and uh, humble brag, just having just personally come from a vacation in Hawaii. It's like it, this is, this is exactly what the skies look like this purple and orange and reds. And you know, those uh 
clear blue skies during the day and these palm trees and all of that. It just, it makes you feel like you're in some tropical, tropical area. So all of that with the visuals and then Monica's colors on top of it, you know, the pencils and Monica's uh, excellent mm-hmm. colors on top of it. I do. I had the same thought uh, as far as the rain sequences with the, it's almost black and white. Like it's yeah. some of those sequences are, especially outside of the car in the rain when Catwoman gets hit by the, the police car it is the color is so so subtle it is it it's great though it gives it gives you that noir feeling as you mentioned it and it, it does pay uh does feel like a callback to some of those first uh first sequences in the first issue of this season um i love the shot of of catwoman falling in with a lightning strike behind her i i highly doubt it's a coincidence that that <laughs> similar to the the dark knight returns cover oh yeah uh, i think mr templeton went out of his way to potentially shout out that uh, that famous frank miller cover with that uh with that one panel there mm-hmm. like poetry it rhymes um <laughs> uh, we already mentioned uh windsurfer bruce wayne his windsurfer costume i love his Mr. great bruce fits in this episode we 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 talk on the main show all the time about we're, we're always get so excited when we get Bruce out of that brown suit and into some some fun alternate outfits. And he's got a bunch in this one in this issue. Yeah, he gets he gets the he has like Mr. Freeze goggles that he's wearing while he's windsurfing. And then, uh, as you mentioned, he gets to put on the tux later on. He's got casual beach vibes, Bruce, with like a like a half open shirt. We get him he's got like the baby blue polo and uh, on the yep. beach. He's got the Kimura the and when he's uh mm-hmm uh doing doing his uh his sword work later on and uh and then just like a, a blanket when he's doing his uh his uh sword work later on <laughs> double <Hey-o. laughs> uh of course and then wrapping things up with the uh the reveal of the court of owls uh popping up in uh with Harley and Ivy looking very much uh, like we uh, like we've seen them in Mad Love and or not Mad Love in uh, Holiday Nights, rather uh, their appearance in Holiday mm-hmm. Nights. I love Harley's got some cute little slippers going on there. And then uh, in the background, there's like a painting of a very famous sad clown named Emmett Kelly. Uh, you can Google him if you're curious that that kind of bearded sad clown with the hat look. So uh, love love the little little Easter eggs, the little things that Mr. Templeton works in there uh, as a uh, as little homages and shout outs to, to, to the past. But. Uh, yeah, it's a visually a very good, uh, ver- very good issue. Um, I concur with you. I love just the the different different tones and and shades that are used in in the different sequences um, that really make you feel like you've moved locations. So mm-hmm. uh, great, great, uh, great visuals. Uh, not a lot of action as we mentioned because it is pretty dialogue heavy. We get a couple of shots that are or a couple of drawings that are done uh, in that Bruce scene with the. Uh, with the guys on the on the jet skis the windsurf versus the jet ski and then uh then then catwoman being chased in the rain is is uh, excellent as well but uh yeah not not as heavy on the uh on the uh the action this month so uh, a lot mm-hmm. of storytelling done with uh, more storytelling done with the visuals than kind of the uh, action packed issue that we had last month yeah and i think what always what still comes to mind especially with with uh with with ty templeton's work his uh the just the very expressive faces that we get whether it's uh you know the first shot we kind of get of selena before we know it's her in the sewer we just see these you know these 
hulking creatures running behind her and we just see this look of sort of exasperation and fear on her face i thought that was fantastic the sort of sort of surprise on bruce's face when he unmasks talia and then uh, i think what i think is maybe the best one of the best single panels between between ty and, and monica's work is when uh, when Raish is recounting his uh his uh, inability to continue to use the uh the lazarus pits they cut to this shot of him sort of bursting out of the pit and and just there's just blood pouring out of his eyes and it looks like something out of the exorcist like it looks like something out of a like a horror comic and i was just so i stared at that image for like five minutes i was i was just so impressed it's just it's such a great like like uh you know horror the horrors of like sci-fi body body horror from like the 1940s i felt like it's just just a brilliant image i thought so yeah the 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 expressive faces of of ty templeton's artwork always uh always spring to mind when uh when we when we do these art reviews cal and uh before we move to the to uh the the main event that being our baseless speculation station uh we will of course shout out a couple of the the comic book artists that uh, that supplied covers for this month uh, we will mention first the the a cover the main cover was done by really one of my favorite comic artists period of all time uh, mm-hmm. that being evan doc shaner um who you know sort of produced this image very much invoking the original animated series i would say more than the new batman adventures mm-hmm. but you have uh you know race race standing behind batman with his hands on batman's shoulder and batman with a very uh a very sunrise cowl. He's got like the droopy nose to the to the cowl, mm-hmm. which, I, which I really appreciate that touch. And then rather than just having the uh, the the regular costume underneath, we sort of see the cityscape of of Gotham City and and some of the buildings using different sort of different colors sort of make up the bat on his uh, on his chest. A really great job, just by I think one of the one of the best artists in the game today. It was really cool to see to see see my uh, my regular dc comics continuity uh collide with my uh with my love for the dcau with uh with doc's cover there and then of course as we always do we shout out uh, the great hayden sherman who has been providing the uh, title card variants for each and every issue so far to date and uh, this one for the offer i remember seeing this when it was solicited and this is one of those ones you got to read the book to understand what this is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really cool image. It's like a, it's a dinner plate with a, with a snuffed out candle, a glass of wine and a lobster with a battering sticking out of it. And of course the, the name of the story, the offer part one on there, just a, just a brilliant, brilliant cover by, uh, by Hayden Sherman, who uh, they, they, they just continue to really really give that authentic BTAS feel to their to their work on these uh these title card variants yeah they're they are a uh they're a piece of work for sure something something to enjoy something to behold uh, i think they also recently posted on instagram instagram or maybe twitter uh they put up some of the um outtakes or 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 images that didn't quite mm-hmm. make cut some some kind of uh, brainstorming ideas they had for different uh different uh versions of the covers so you can check check them out on social media great uh great a uh, great follow uh clearly uh, gets the idea and, and uh, understands the assignment each and every single month so 
uh, just just an amazing amazing composition for this month. That truly, uh, it, you kind of have to. It's one of those just like the the title cards for the show. You kind of have to look closely to fully understand what's going on there. So mm-hmm. I, I really 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 enjoy it. Now, of course, that we've read the read the issue, you kind of understand a little bit more. Absolutely, Cal, and that will bring us to the aforementioned main event of the pod, where we baselessly speculate about what we think could be coming next. Now, you you mentioned to me off the air that you have some ideas, so I will turn it over to you. We've got a lot of lot of lot of balls in the air at the moment. We've got this off the off the out the titular offer made by Rache and Talia to Bruce. We have him in the underground sub, Tim still up on the surface, unaware of any of these events. Then back in Gotham, we have Selena on the run now involving Harley and Ivy and uh, all three of them needing to face down the returning Court of Owls. There's a lot going on here, plus uh, Bullock and Montoya on the hunt for this mysterious woman who they saw. So there's a lot of moving parts, both in Gotham, both home and abroad this month. So uh, what... What stood out to you? What do you what do you think could be coming up next in uh, in issue seven and beyond? All right. I'm going to limit my baseless speculation on two things. One, we have Selena. She knows that Raish is behind or connected with or has joined forces uh, with the Court of Owls and is, uh, and is rushing to try and get that information um, to uh, to to Batman, to somebody in the know. Um, and then the second thing is, is that uh, with our little uh, homage to a famous, I think it's a, it was, a, was it the Denny O'Neill Rachel Ghoul run where, where Bruce and Talia are, are famously in bed together? I didn't, didn't mention that, but I think the visuals are sort of an homage to that. But um, with that somewhat uh, famous homage there, I, I dare say if, if they wanted to just leave some more open-ended strings here by the end mm-hmm. of the, the, the run, uh, you could reveal at the end of uh, our last issue, I guess it would be the eighth issue, that uh, Talia is, uh, is uh, with child uh, based, on, based on this. And uh, we would get our, get our cliffhanger of, is this DCAU Damian Wayne being it? The idea of Damian Wayne being introduced here, mm-hmm. would they take it in a different direction? Could it be a female Robin? Could it be, you know, or female offspring of Bruce? How would mm-hmm. we, how could we connect this in some way? Uh, you know, cause it feels like we're going to leave some stuff unresolved regardless uh, sure. the next couple of issues uh even yeah, i don't think i don't think red hood and Death, deathstroke are coming back in here guys <laughs> yeah they'd really have to shoehorn those guys in here pretty quickly <laughs> and uh it, i don't know that it would fit very well so i think you're you're just gonna have to be okay with some stuff left unresolved and uh hey if we're gonna do that anyway why not leave it with a cliffhanger like that where we get a reveal, uh, it, you know, that the Talia is expecting. So those were the two things that I that I'm baselessly spec. Well, maybe not baselessly, but uh, without any any knowledge uh, or uh, or or necessarily any strong evidence to back it up. Those are the two things that I, that I have. You have any uh, you have any baseless speculation yourself? Well, I would just say I don't have I don't really have any unique things, but building off of your idea that the court and race could be in league, we know that the the Lazarus pit no longer can make race youthful, mm. but folks will remember that there was some way that the court had to make ah. people younger. As we saw when the, the thoughts to be dead Hamilton Hill was revealed as the sort of brainwashed leader of the court of owls. And he was uh, 
suddenly looking a lot younger than he had in uh, in previous iterations of the series using some sort of rejuvenation that the uh, that the that the court is is has passed down through different generations of their their secret societies so could it be that uh, that Raish is is after is working with the court and uh, in some way to extend his own life that this is all a front to distract Batman for uh, for something while the while the court perhaps uh, secures his immortality in a different way than the Lazarus pit. I like that. I I think that there is more than enough evidence. That's there's probably more evidence to support that than there is to support a uh, a Batman offspring. So yeah, <laughs> I like that theory. That's good. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll of course have to wait and see when we come back next month to review issue seven and see if any of our questions or speculation is answered. And we uh, we can't wait to do that. And we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. As always, we want to hear what you think. Most importantly, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at DCAU Review on both platforms. You can send us a private message if you don't want to. You can also reply to the uh, Cal always sets up a special poll and a special question on the uh, Spotify version of our podcast. So if you listen to our podcast on Spotify, you can also reach us uh, reach us that way and let us know what you think of this issue. What, uh, what baseless speculation do you have about where the story could be going? Is there some other plot thread, perhaps from an episode or, or from a previous issue that we're not thinking of? Uh, how do you think Catwoman got involved in, in all of this? Let's uh, let's hit us up. Give uh, give your theories as well. Once again, at DCAU Review. And uh, of course, however you listen to us, we thank you, whether you do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or of course, as Cal mentioned, on the wonderful Pod Tower YouTube channel where you can get not only content from ourselves, but several other great DCAU aficionados and uh yeah cal we are we're wrapping up here and uh gosh two issues left it's it's as you said the final countdown but uh really can't wait to see what's next yeah Liam, it's going to be a great time um i i it's sad to see it uh sad to see it go we were talking before we went on the air that uh you know whenever we have we have uh, a BTAC review to do. Uh, it's it's usually piggybacked on one of our other reviews, so it can be a, a little bit taxing to have two podcasts in the same <laughs> week. But at the same time, uh, you know, we we will miss it when it's gone. So uh, we are we are both taking the good with the bad and and uh, taking our lumps, so to speak. But uh, yeah, we are we are treasuring the the final moments that we have with this incredible team and. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, just the incredible artwork and just the fun that we have each and every month opening one of these issues up and experiencing more DCAU content. That's right, Cal. And we want to once again thank everybody for listening to this episode. And we hope you come back and listen to another one very soon. But until then, I'm Liam. And I'm Cal. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye. <laughs>